0: Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision.
1: Our guest is Alex Cook from Wealth With Purpose. He's a great man of God in lockdown in the Central Coast at the moment. How are you doing, brother?
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm all good uh, at week 550 or whatever week we're up to. I've no idea.
1: <laughs> so, I've mate, uh, <laughs> have you got Zoom fatigue yet? <laughs> that is
0: for sure, my life is on Zoom Yeah Yeah, no, 24-7 these days, it's uh, amazing
1: Well, it's nice for you to be yeah, able to no, have a break really and uh, share some good news with the nation about how to get out of debt, hey?
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely, look, God uh, triumphs through these times, so absolutely
1: And you know what, when we go through trials, it tests our faith, our character, it builds our perseverance uh, And, you know, we we come out shining um, if uh, if we keep our eyes on Jesus that's the that's the whole deal when we go through a trial isn't it?
0: Oh absolutely, look I, I see these times as a, a time of refinement, it really it causes you to really stop and reflect on who God really is, what mm. he's really like and uh, you know to remind ourselves that he is the source of our provision and as chaotic as the world may become, God is above and beyond our circumstances and we need to remember that and I think he just wants us to draw closer to him during these times and that's at a personal level but at, a, a, I guess, a society level is to use these tougher times to reach out to others and bless people because this is where we get to shine and show people a better way.
1: Well, it is so good to to have you with us today, mate. If people do want to call through, if you want to ask a question, Alex is an expert on money. Uh, He's had a career in stockbroking. And he's been the founder of a successful financial planning practice, Wealth with Purpose, helping equipping Christians to honour God with their finances. If you've got a question for Alex, call now, 1-800-316-316. We've got him for about 15 minutes on the radio, so call now. Uh, Alex, uh, tell us a bit about how big a problem is debt in our society?
0: Yeah, look, it's really become a, a sort of a massive problem that's built up over the last 30 years. Uh, people listening to this may have had a home loan back in 1990 when rates were 17 or 18%. Uh, of course, today, in fact, uh, we have a mortgage breakdown. I did a home loan for someone the other day at 1.84%. Now, just breathtaking. But the, the, the downside of it is what it's done is it's made Australia second most indebted households on earth. We just borrow huge amounts of money. So compared to where we were in 1990, we're carrying at least four or five times as much debt. Now I don't mean in dollar terms because in dollar terms it would be actually much more than that. But in percentage terms, um, for example, every dollar for every dollar earned in Australia in 1990, 50 cents is borrowed. Now for every dollar earned in Australia, about a dollar 94 is borrowed. So it's just a totally different culture, um, and it's a culture where you know we kind of want to have it all. Today, we want to you know, have that latest car, the bigger house, the new reno- renovations, all those kind of things. Um, and it's put us into a very vulnerable position. Uh, and of course, the Bible speaks to this. It warns us of what can happen when you, you take on too much debt. So it's, yeah, it, it really is a big issue. And the other thing, and this affects you know, many listeners, is 50% of the population in Australia actually live month to month. So they've got very little in the way of reserves. And you're seeing this now with all this, you know, all the talk about vaccinations all this sort of thing. You know, many people, you know, are in jobs where they may, they, they risk losing their job, but they've got no reserves, mm-hmm. you know, and so they feel pressured to do things that they don't necessarily want to do. And it's because there's no there's no alternative. They feel, that you know, they feel locked in. Um, and that's what debt can do. It can push us into places where we don't want to go. So, you know, we need to really look to. Bible in this and say, yeah. what is the Bible telling
1: us? Absolutely. So important to put God first with our finances. And one of my favorite speakers from the US, uh, Dave Ramsey, who I'm sure you would have heard of, uh, he shares yes. that, that proverb, something like, uh, you've got to flee from your debt like a gazelle fleeing from its prey. <laughs> is, is that is that, is that the, the proverb?
0: It is. It is. It's- from uh, Proverbs chapter 6, verses 1 to 5. Uh-huh. It says, free free yourself like a gazelle from the hand of the hunter. Like that's a it. bird from the snare of the fowler.
1: <laughs> and he says, if you've ever seen one of those documentaries with the gazelle running, they bolt, you know, and that's what we've got to do. We've got to get out of debt with all of all of our strength. And and really, it, it comes down to putting God first with our finances. Hey, phone lines are open. 1-800-316-316. Our guest is Alex Cook from Wealth With Purpose if you've got a question about finances. We've got Rini from Harvey Bay in Queensland. How are you, Rini?
0: Good, thank you. Good, thank you. And to Alex as well. Thanks, Rini. Good morning. Um, I'm wanting to know, I've got um, a substantial amount of super, my husband's passed away. And so therefore, I have to make all the decisions myself. And I'm a bit concerned about the Evergrande debt. Mm, um, mm. If I should um, withdraw some, in you know, a substantial amount of my super out to help my children, or what? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, look, it's great. It's a great question, and um, just to, just for other listeners, because we actually spoke about this last week. So you can actually go to the Vision website and. Um, Get the podcast for this last week, but um, just to give listeners a quick background, so Evergrande is the largest uh, property developer in China, uh, and it has eye-watering debt—three hundred billion US dollars in debt, right? Just monumental amount. And so, the, the concern in, in in the media in the last few weeks is that if Evergrande collapses, what will be the flow on effect, and will it be, you know, global financial crisis, Mark two? That's that's the big concern. So. To come back to, to your question and your situation, reading, obviously we can't give personal advice over the air, but what I can tell you is some principles. Uh, and so one of the key principles here is, is firstly making sure you diversify. There's a great passage in Ecclesiastes 11 verse 2. It says, invest in uh, seven ventures, yes in eight, because you do not know what disaster may come upon the land. So that's a and classic case. what was that scripture again? Ecclesiastes chapter 11 verse 2. Oh, yeah. And Mm -hmm. the the principle from that is basically don't put all your eggs in one basket, make sure you Mm -hmm. diversify. So that's the first scriptural one. Uh, The other thing here is really an issue what financial planners call risk tolerance. So, how much risk can you cope with? Because Mm -hmm. a financial crisis, in and of itself, is not the end of the world. They happen, you know, from time to time. All that happens is, you know, asset prices fall, but then over Mm -hmm. time they recover. So what we always say to our customers is they should always have sufficient cash reserves. So that way, mm-hmm. over the next one or two years, they, they've got plenty of cash to make sure they can get through any challenging times that happen um, and decide how much volatility they can cope with. And we, we talk them through a bit of a history as to what goes on in markets and what are sort of the worst case type scenarios. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so there's a few principles there. So diversify, make sure you have you know good cash reserves. Um, people often ask about super. Now, keep in mind, with superannuation, the real benefit of super is it's a tax structure, okay? So keeping Mm -hmm. money in super is a good thing because it's a low-tax structure. So you don't Mm -hmm. necessarily pull your money out of it, but you may alter the portfolio mix. In other words, you may change your exposure inside your super fund to make it less risky, not necessarily pull it it, out. uh, It's it's well-distributed. yeah. So they're the kinds of principles to think through. Um, yeah, look, I hope that helps. But certainly uh, there's a lot of people watching with um, this Evergrande. And the thing with Evergrande is no one, and this is a million-dollar question, these are the, what we call these kind of black swan events, is no one really knows the flow-on effect. As in, we don't know what's yeah. called counterparty risk. We don't know what's going to be the flow-on and how many people mm-hmm. will be affected. Um, but I always take- View that you have to assume that a financial crisis is going to happen every sort of ten years anyway, uh, yeah. and you, you build you build your portfolio so that it's robust through whatever yeah. seasons come. Yep. So
1: hope Thank
0: that helps. Thank you
1: very much, Alex. Thanks, Rini. Thanks Thank so you. much, Rini, for your call. Thank you. And if you'd like to call through and have a chat with Alex Cook from Wealth with Purpose, uh, phone lines are open. Maybe you've got a question about finances, investing. Uh, maybe you'd like some biblical advice, Uh, you can call through 1-800-316-316. And uh, just on that topic, uh, Alex, I know that there's been a lot of talk about ethical investments when it comes to superannuation over the years. What are your thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, look, it's a great one. So it's a growing industry, uh, and it's a challenging space because the million-dollar question is, what is ethical? And a Christian worldview about what is ethical, and what a secular worldview can be different. So, a lot of the ethical funds in Australia are really more just climate change orientated, as you know, they're you know no mining, no this, no that. Uh, So they're all what we call ESG, these environmental type funds. But then there are others that are more ethical in the sense I'll avoid, you know, gambling, alcohol, and things that are more concerning to Christians. Um, So what I would encourage listeners to do is that we should think ethically about how we invest. Um, it is a challenge just in terms of the limitations around some of the availability of these types of products, but it is a rapidly growing space, which is exciting. Um, and I think the main thing from point of view of a Christian conscience here is when you're investing, do you feel you're investing in a way that's honoring God? That's, that's I think, the, the, the question you should have in the back of your mind as you invest any money, because um, we should be trying to do that. But then the flip side of that is we have to acknowledge we do live in a fallen world, and if you scratch hard enough, when you look at a lot of investments, you can you can always find you know you can always find issues. So it's a tough space, but it is a growing space. There's a lot of exciting things happening, and there are lots of products uh, out there that are aimed at Christians. Now, certainly here in Australia, you know you've got things like Christian Super, which are aimed at giving Christians a good alternative of investing money in a way that aligns with their values. So they do exist, It's and it is a growing space.
1: Very good advice, mate. And I should just give a quick disclaimer. Many people may have heard the ads for Christian Super on uh, on Vision Radio as well. Obviously, they're one of our uh, partners that, uh, you know, they have their ads on our radio station. and uh, But, you know, it's is, it is good to get your advice uh, and impartial advice on that too. Uh, now, if people do want to call through, phone lines are open 1-800-316-316. If you've got a question about finances, Alex Cook is our guest. Now, uh, getting back to the topic of debt, what is the biblical position on debt? Is it sinful, Alex?
0: Uh, Great question. Um, So the short answer is it's not sinful. Nowhere in Scripture does it really indicate that. What it is to me is predominantly a wisdom issue. That's how I, I would sort of summarize it. It's a wisdom issue. And there are probably two key principles that you see in Scripture, particularly in the Book of Proverbs, around it. And so the first one is really a warning message, um, and that's a warning that debt can lead to slavery. So Proverbs 22 verse 7 says, the rich rules over the poor, and the borrower becomes the lender's slave. So if we contextualise that, to me the concern I have in Australia is that interest rates being at record lows, if rates were to start rising, which may happen if you know inflation were to take off, then you'll have many people enslaved to the houses and things that they're invested in because, you know, interest rates are rising and therefore their cash flow gets hit. So that's the real danger. And from a Christian perspective, that will mean that, that our finances get put under pressure where things that we want to give generously to all of a sudden become more challenging. So God's desire is that your debt does not enslave you so that you can continue to fulfill your commitment and your, you know, to sow into things that he desires you to sow into. That's the first key principle. And the second one was really the one you raised before, which is the the gazelle running from debt. Um, The earlier part of that passage talks about the fact that you shouldn't put up security for a neighbor. So the second principle around debt is don't guarantee somebody else's debts because you're on the hook for that. Yeah. Um, probably to, once again, to contextualise that, if you look at Australia, one of the things that with home loans is parents often guarantee their children's home loans. That's a, quite a common thing. Particularly, obviously, given house prices are so high and hard to get into the market, the danger of that is you're, the, the parent is putting their own house at risk when they do that. And the Bible warns us against doing that. Yes. Yeah, so- um, so, yeah, you just got to be careful. So they're the, they're the two key principles. But, yeah, it's certainly not sinful, but it is a wisdom issue.
1: Very good advice. And I actually went to a budgeting seminar at our church recently. Um, we've got another one in a couple of weeks. Uh, been very popular, people coming along. And we just talk about what the Bible says about debt and finances and then actually show examples of how to have a household budget, you know, budget for entertainment, budget for fuel, budget for your, your mortgage, your rent, whatever, you know, and then have a plan. Because, you know, if we, if we fail to plan, we plan to fail. Uh, have a plan to chip away at our debt and make sure we do our tithe. We honour God with our finances. We pick the charities we support, you know. And for me, it was a great refresher, you know. Um, so my wife and I have re-looked at our finances recently and, um, you know, tightened the belt in a few areas. And, um, you know, it's such a, a good thing to... You know, one of the worst things to do with your finances is not look at them, not talk about it. You've got to communicate, yeah. you know. Anyway, hey, we do have another call. Uh, Marie from Perth in WA. How are you, Marie?
0: Hi, good, thanks.
1: Have you got a question for Alex?
0: Yeah, hi, Alex. Um, I've recently got an inheritance. Um, I don't own my own home. I've worked two jobs. Neil, I'm just about to start a third. I um, wanted to buy my own home but I'm not really sure um, exactly what to do because of the current um, housing market. It's going up steeply, interest rates are low, like you said. But I was also told I had to tithe 10%, which would actually send me broke. Um, What's your thoughts on these things, please? Okay. Well, there's quite a few things, I guess, to sort of unpack there. So if we just just break it down into chunks. Um, So to me... um, The first one with owning your own home, the principle I say to people here is it's generally good to own your own home by the time you get to retirement, just from a practical point of view that, you know, at some point we we usually need to cease work. Um, Sometimes people are made redundant. So owning your own home is generally a good thing as a principle. Um, In terms of, I can't comment obviously in your specific situation because I don't know the numbers, but... You know, you may have an inheritance which gets you into the market, but then you may still need to borrow money and things like that. The the thing I would caution people at the moment about the market, and look, the the truth is from a, a biblical perspective, and it's another passage here that says we, nobody knows the future. We don't know exactly how this is going to play out. I mean, all sorts of strange things could happen. Like we could end up with negative interest rates in Australia. At the moment, cash rate is of a percent there is every chance that it goes to negative, which is what's happened in Europe and Japan. In fact, if you just take this a crazy example, in Denmark, you can borrow for a home loan uh, at 20 years at 0%. So crazy things can happen. So the issue, I think, just to bring it back to your circumstances, saying, well, can I afford to service a loan comfortably? Can I... And we always say to people, make sure that it's never more than 30% of your, your income, okay? So that way you're keeping yourself... From from pressure, trying to keep minimise any what they call mortgage stress. We also say um, make sure you have reserves, so that way if you know if you lose your job, all those kind of things happen, you, you can still afford to service your mortgage. You're not forced to sell. Um, in terms of the current housing market, often across the country it varies by state, but Australian housing is pretty much the most expensive in the world. I I don't think it's sustainable over the long term. That's just my opinion. You know, you can talk to someone else, they'll tell you a different opinion. But I do think housing in Australia is monumentally overvalued and so there's certain risks there. Um, but the main thing for any any listener is that they're not locking themselves into a position where they're going to enslave themselves um, and where they're going to find themselves trapped in, in an overpriced house with a huge debt. That's what we want to help people to avoid. Um so that's, that's, I guess, how I'd address some of the housing issue. Uh, in terms of the tithing and generosity, look, to me, the, the the simple principle I adopt here is that all the money I have is God's. It, it's not really my own. And he's blessed me with a certain amount. And I'm called to steward that. And I'm called to live generously with it. So... A lot of people, yes, talk about tithing and percentages and so forth. I would say not necessary to lock yourself into that kind of thinking. And different pastors will tell you different things. There's, there's different, you know, slightly different takes on this. Um, but my view is you want to live generously with what God has put into your hands, on the assumption that it is His money, and that you are, you know, you want to sow into things that will build His kingdom and that will help others. So if you you adopt that principle and you do your budget and say, right, I can afford to give this much, because in the the New Testament, it does say you should give within your means. So what you don't want to find yourself is, I mean, you use the word bankrupting. You don't want to bankrupt yourself by giving. You just want to sow generously with what you have available, so you do it within your means.
1: Okay. Thank you. Hey, thanks so much for your call, Marie. Bye. God bless. And it has been so good to get a couple of calls through this morning. Our time is up now, Alex, but... uh, I really just wanted to point people to your website, wealthwithpurpose.com, or they can search up uh, Wealth with Purpose on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, and uh, also, there's some free ebooks, uh, videos, podcast content, all sorts of goodies at the website, wealthwithpurpose.com. And uh, encourage people to uh, connect with Alex. And, uh, you know, if you need more advice, he's the man to talk to. Hey, mate, thanks for your time today. Pleasure. Thanks, Matt. Great God, to be here. God bless you, buddy. Ho- hopefully, you won't be in lockdown too much longer, mate. We're praying for you guys <laughs> in New South Wales. Awesome, thanks. See you, mate. Bless you, buddy. Bye. Cheers. Bye.
0: Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.